0: Welcome, skin podcast, it's speak on it. Again, better, badder, we're here. Exactly. What you said. This is already a really rocky start, but I are kind of pooped, so the energy is going to be all over the place today. But I'm really excited about this episode topic, so it's like giving me energy, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Well, Emily you know it took me a hot second when you said that to realize it was just now the weekend um it was pretty you know typical weekends these days I had an at-home haircut done for me by my lovely cousin so the bottom half of my hair is no longer dead so that was pretty much the main event what about you well I have some updates number one I went dorm shopping this weekend for my college dorm and it was simultaneously the most stressful and like the most exhilarated I've ever been (laughs) like I am so excited to decorate my dorm but I'm also being the most bridezilla about like the vibes in my dorm because like I've been waiting to redecorate my room for probably around like three to four years now And I just have never, like, I've never had the reason, nor the time, nor the purpose to do so. And now that I'm going to have a dorm, like, it's my one purpose is to make this dorm the cutest freaking thing in the whole world. And it's so hard, but I'm also having so much fun with it. The second update is, I no longer have a back that is shaped like a candy cane. I bought... (laughs) a posture corrector on Amazon, and I am wearing it right now, and I feel like a little ballerina. I feel so tall. I feel so broad. I feel confident. What exactly is it? So, you you put it on, I'm trying to describe it, you put it on like a backpack. When you're holding it, it looks like an infinity, and it's basically these two armholes that you put on like a backpack, and then there's like a little strip in the middle. And you pull the straps on your backpack arm parts so that it like pulls your shoulders back. I wish I could show you a picture. But it's okay, like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It like you tighten the straps so it like pulls your shoulders back. And you it's like impossible to slouch. Which honestly, huh. like I've only been wearing it like for an hour at a time because my shoulders just, like, as they are, are so broad and, like, (laughs) muscular (laughs) that it actually kind of hurts. Like, my shoulders are so big that it's, like, they just want to go forward. Like, even when I'm standing up straight, like, I have to flex my back to, like, keep my shoulders in the right place, which is kind of painful, but I honestly feel like it's doing a lot of good. Yeah. Posture is definitely one of those things where I'm constantly, whenever I think about it, I'm like, I should probably get around to fixing that, but then I never do. Yeah. This is actually honestly a great tool. Like it was pretty cheap. Oh, in the same order, I also ordered some tongue scrapers, which I'm I'm so excited about the tongue scrapers. Like they're actually great. My parents think I'm crazy, but no, I've used those before. They're great. Don't hate on the tongue scraper game, you know. They're absolutely wonderful. My tongue like is like the color of a tongue now and not like a slightly distorted color of a tongue. This episode is just taking such a turn and we're 4 minutes in and we're talking about tongue scrapers. <laughs> it's going to oh be even wilder because I I thought you you listeners don't know the topic of this episode yet, but I thought about all the things that we're going to talk about later and my list is really freaking weird so yeah so before we get into that I was thinking to jazz up our little lovely intro a little bit you know since we're both feeling a little bit of a slump here I thought I could ask you some fun little questions so one that I found that I heard I don't know, somewhere in some group thing I've had to attend, someone asked this question and they said, what is one habit that you formed in quarantine that you will be sticking with post-COVID? So I was curious if you have any of these that you'll be sticking with. Um. Okay, I have one that comes to mind immediately. So my first class is at, uh, is at 9.30 usually like I have a section that's at 8am, but that's only like once a week, but usually my first class is at 9.30. I, like my body clock or whatever, I (laughs) always wake up at seven, like on the dot, like at 7am. Like I try to sleep in the latest it gets is 7.30. The earliest could be like six, which is what we were doing when we were going to high school. But I always wake up around seven ish. So instead of you know, watching TV, like watching three hours of Teen Wolf before school, like I had been doing, (laughs) I decided this past week, like this, not this week, but like last week that I was going to get up and I was going to do my homework in the morning. I was like going to get ahead on the day and it worked out great. Like I finished my math lectures in the morning and I had the whole afternoon free. I had from like, 10 30 to like 5 p.m free and it was amazing so I think I want to keep doing that to the best of my ability if not work out in the morning like I want to start doing this early riser thing because I this is a really long tangent but I went to this like workshop that my school sponsors and they were like block off the time that you're the most awake and the most active to do the most important things so for me I'm like a morning person, so I feel like I need to start doing more things in the morning and not wait until the afternoon when I'm like tired. Here's the problem for me though, especially since quarantine started, that most productive time period has morphed into anywhere from 10 p.m. to like 1 a.m. So you know, if it is if it's like that for you, like it's like that for you. You some people thrive in the darkness. <laughs> I thrive between the hours of 7 a.m. and
1: 11.30 a.m., not p.m. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm also envious that you have, like, an internal clock because I'm pretty sure is broken. Like, I just don't wake up. Like, that's awesome that you wake up at the same predictable time. Me, it's like, will she be up at 8.30? Will she be up at 11? Nobody knows. We'll just have to see. Well, okay, I would say it's a blessing and a curse because – let me tell you some fun stories. So I like, it's great if I go to bed at like 10 or whatever, right? Like I get a nice amount of sleep. Sometimes I've like actively tried to sleep in, it doesn't really work. The, the furthest I've gotten is 930. That's how like how tough it is. <laughs> um, But it's really not fun when I go to bed at midnight, and then wake up at seven. Or if I'm like, if I'm caffeine jazzed up right I go to bed at two I wake up automatically at seven so I only get five hours of sleep which is not enough for me I know some people run on it but it's not enough for me it's not great like no matter how late I go to bed I always get up at seven which kind of sucks yeah that now that you mentioned that I'm like "Mm." because I can't catch it (laughs) up like you know yeah Yeah totally and I'm definitely like I'm very similar in that I need like between seven to eight hours of sleep so that would not work. Yeah like I don't understand the people that do like (laughs) I got eight hours of sleep in the past three days (laughs) I'm edgy like yeah kudos to you if that's you but like that's not me. I don't understand it like I'm like I I honestly don't know how you're standing. (laughs) Yeah like I get like six hours of sleep and I like want to vomit because I'm so tired I know but that feels so bad complaining because it always becomes that weird one-up game where I'm like oh I'm exhausted I went to bed at like one and got up at seven and people are like oh really really like (laughs) I got three hours of sleep come fight me I'm like okay calm down calm down it's so weird how it's like we're bragging about not getting enough sleep it's so like we toxic like we're toxic exactly okay so, my next question was inspired by our lovely, I feel like we had a really good time going through each other's Spotify playlist a couple oh, yeah. of episodes ago. So, I was like, all right, what is one song that has gotten you through quarantine? So, like, if you could pick just one, your quarantine man. anthem. Here I was, and I, I have a whole list right here on my phone. Um, Oh, man. Okay. I have, can I do, like, two I'll allow it sure okay I have one that got me through thus far and one that is getting me out currently okay so the one that has gotten me through this far is One More Weekend by Maude Latour it's a wonderful joyful anthem and it reminds me it paints such a vivid picture it's what Taylor Swift tried to do with folklore but like actually I mean well she did it but like (laughs) this is like explosive and it's dancey and it's kind of 70s this is what i wanted the taylor swift album to be like when everyone's like oh like folklore is so storytell like storytelly i don't know that's not a word <laughs> this song is storytelly but good you know <laughs> like it's still a song and it's not like a little hymn you know this is like a song it's a banger and it is so wonderful. And she's an up and coming artist and she goes to Columbia and it's really great. Hmm. Oh, and my second song. Oh, shoot. Wait, I have multiple songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. This, <laughs> I'm trying to get my energy up for the listeners. Um, okay. The song that's getting me out of quarantine right now is Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus. Um, I, I don't even have enough to say about this song. Let me. Where do I even start? The outfits... In this music video are beyond iconic like they're so good her hair is everything her makeup is like perfection these fits are immaculate and the song is just like it's kind of 70s 80s like electronic but it's like it reminds me of like you know how Lana Del Rey has that vibe where she's like on the back of some dude's motorcycle like oh, yeah blazing through the desert this is that song but in a discotheque <laughs> i it's mean it's a wonderful song it sounds great i think it's fine that you mentioned like 70s 80s songs because the one i was thinking of is i've been listening to it's not right but it's okay by whitney houston the remix Wait, and i was on. like I was literally like, why is she literally describing songs that are basically just like in that same realm? Like, I wonder if there's science behind why that vibe is really resonating with people right now. Or maybe it's just us and we're losing our minds. But either way, it's <laughs> quite funny. I think we're just so desperate to be out of this time that we're like, literally take us back anywhere else. That is quite true. Yeah, that's probably it. Wait, Whitney Houston, what? It's not right, but it's okay. It's not right, but it's okay. The remix, yes. The dance vault remix. Um, let's see what remix. I Thunder Thunderpuss it... remix. Yep, that one. Okay, great. <laughs> I'll put that on my my playlist. It's great. oh my goodness. It's great, but it also doesn't resonate enough for me to be sad. You know, because I feel like yeah, people have come out with songs where they're like, oh, this is like the perfect quarantine song. I'm like. It hits a little too close to home. Yeah, like if you this want one a quarantine. Sorry, removed enough. This one's like removed enough that you can still be cheerful. Yeah, a real quarantine, like quarantine song is "Quarantine Queen" by what's her <laughs> name? Uh, I think it's like Sinead. Um, quarantine, Sinead Hartnett, Sinead. Hmm. I don't know. It's a good song, but it, like, makes me sad about being in quarantine. Yeah, that's what I was trying to avoid. I was like, I can't go for that right now because that's not going to work out well. Yeah. But since we're on the topic of songs, let me run through my other ones. Um, Bloody Valentine by Machine Gun Kelly. Mulholland Drive by Morgan and Ebenezer. Lonely Heart by Five Sauce. Jolene by Dolly Parton, but specifically the one from Dumplin'. And Formula <laughs> by Labyrinth off the Euphoria soundtrack. I've heard the last two that's all I've got which
1: the formula
0: is like the one that I'm really feeling today yeah like ooh, I, I came can, this close to saying that <laughs> all right well I think now a good thing to do would be introduce our little episode topic yes. so basically we were doing some brainstorming and I was thinking like what is our vibe because our vibe is very much you know we're going to start off take, talking about the weekend and end up talking about tongue scrapers or Spotify. <laughs> so I was like racking my little mind. And then I remembered during some point in the school year, I discovered the cut, like they had a little, hey, I can't think of the word, but they have this section or like this recurring article that they do called, I think about this a lot. And so basically what they do is it's like, Any specific moment in pop culture or like any like drama related thing that you recurrently find yourself just daydreaming, just like it's stuck in your little brain. That's what they invite people to write about, basically. And so I was like, wow, this is it. Because you and I, we've got some weird niche stuff that we just keep on thinking about. So I'm (laughs) very curious to hear what you have come up with for this topic. Okay, I have... Some of those things that I think about, like pop culture stuff, but I also kind of went awry and just wrote down things that I just think about a lot. Okay, <laughs> I'm here for it's it. Super weird, but I'll okay. I'll start out with one of the things I wrote down that kind of matches this theme. How do the Simpsons keep predicting things? Yeah. Like, at this point, we should just watch all The Simpsons and just see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's crazy no one's really thought of that one yet. Like, it's so weird to me. I think about it, like, I swear all the time. We're probably going to be saying that a lot. I think about it all the time. But I really do. Because they're, like, every, like, couple weeks, every month, like, every month, there's a new article that's, like, BuzzFeed or, um... The Simpsons predicted this thing that just happened. And it's like monthly. It's not even like, oh my God, how funny. It's like every month something happens that the Simpsons predicted. And it's really scaring me. Yeah, and I think there's ones where it's not even like dramatic. It's just a little mundane or probably not mundane, but it's like mundane in my terms where it was something where, like, Fox bought Disney or Disney bought Fox. I don't know which one happened. But it was one of those, and it was, like, predicted in Episode of The Simpsons. And I was like, that's just too oddly specific and not important enough to enough people for that to be, like, random. You know, like, it just gave me a weird vibe that that specifically was what they predicted. Yeah, and, like, the whole Trump being president thing. And, Uh, like, there was... I think they predicted rona or something and i was like there's no way there's no way and i looked and it was like in writing like there and it aired in like the 90s or something and i was like what in tarnation yeah definitely i i really don't understand um yeah so let's see and my little list here the one that i was curious if you do this as well or if i'm just insane So I was telling my cousin about this, but she's like a couple years older than me. And I was like, okay, maybe it's like a 18 slash 16 year old, like this vibe thing. So every time I pass a road work sign when I'm driving and it says road work ahead in (laughs) my head, automatically it goes, I sure hope it does every single time without fail. And I'm like, is this just me? Is this a universal thing? I need to know. No, I like say it out loud. I'm (laughs) surprised. you know what yeah I do that all the time okay I'm sane then or somewhat sane (laughs) road work ahead uh yeah I sure hope it does all right I'm gonna ask you about outfits that you think a lot think about a lot because I have one or two. Okay. I have one. Actually, okay. I have two. All right. We can go back and forth then. The one that immediately comes to mind for me is Timothy Chalamet's Louis Vuitton harness at the Golden Globes. Iconic. Iconic. I think about that every day. If not two times a day. Because I'm obs- I want this harness for me. I want it for him. I want it for every single man, woman, and child in this world. I'm obsessed with this harness. And then, and then, Michael B. Jordan had to go and wear it also. And I was like, Michael B. Jordan, God bless you. It's such an iconic harness, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> sometimes wearing my back brace makes me feel like I'm wearing <laughs> that harness. That's so funny. <laughs> Well, in the spirit of like award show outfits, the one that I was going to talk about was I believe it is at this Oscars. Was there an Oscars this year? I don't know. Yes, because Parasite won everything. This year at the Oscars, Natalie Portman had her like cloak with the names embroidered of like female doctors yes. that were snubbed. I think about that so often because I'm like, that is such a freaking serve, like with the power. Amazing. Oh my god! Impeccable. it was everything, and they really and her was. dress under it was like fire. And then she was showing it off. She was like, "Look at these names," mm-hmm. and I was it's like, "Yes, iconic." Hmm. What's the other one? Oh, okay. I have I have a list up here. Come on. Um, the other outfit I think about near daily is: Have you ever seen Atonement? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, it has Kira Knightley and James McAvoy. And in one scene, Kira Knightley wears this like emerald green dress. And I, on God, wanted my prom dress this year to be that dress. It is so beautiful. But I'm also worried because it's like thin and it's also like backless. So there's hmm. no way that I could wear Spanx with it. But that's a dress that needs spanks. That, yeah, that would require some assistance. It's Definitely. so pretty. It's like, and then she's like whooshing around in it and it like whooshes with her. And then like James McAvoy's like watching her and it's like a great, a great dress. It's a great dress. Mm-hmm. Well, I also love that you brought up like prom dress inspo through pop culture, what have you. Because the other outfit that I really love is in the Perfect Places music video. Lord was wearing like this like champagne tool. Like there's like some little sparkly. I'm not sure if they're sequins or what's happening, but they're like on the dress and there's like layers at the bottom. And she's like looking out at the ocean singing. And I saw that music video and I was like, I don't even care if that color goes with my skin tone. Like I need a dress like that for prom. But here's the thing. That I've discovered, which I'm curious if you ran into this too when looking for an Atonement-esque dress, is that like, you know, those dresses are kind of designer and expensive and like look amazing because they cost so much money. So whenever I was looking at anything like it, I was like, this is so the Walmart version. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am on Etsy right now. And there is a replica of the green dress from Atonement for... $1,500. Oh, chunk change. You got it. Do I want it? Yes. Hard yes, dare I say. Do I have $1,500? No. (laughs) So I guess we're going to pass on that. (laughs) Okay, let's move into TV and movie scenes that we think about a lot. What do you, what do you, what comes to mind? Okay. Okay. So TV. I was thinking about this because I would say I watch a fair amount of Netflix and one of the things that I got really into last summer was American Horror Story. Have you watched it? I have not. I am terrified of everything. Oh that, that I recall. Yes. Well again the one season that I truly love is season 3 Coven because it's about like witches and I was like this is my vibe. I love it. But there is an episode I believe it's the last episode where Stevie Nicks shows up in like the first three minutes and all she does is sing seven wonders and basically the plot of that episode is like it's intense like they have to complete this test or they like die like there's high stakes and at the end she just spins around and is like good luck girls I'm out of here like I sang my (laughs) song I got my airtime bye and without fail every time I burst into laughter even though it's supposed to be like oh wow Stevie has given us good luck but it's the funniest thing I've ever witnessed. Oh my god, that's so funny. We love that for Stevie. We honestly do. Um, mine, mine is very, very not that. <laughs> um, so as you may know, I have been absolutely blazing through Teen Wolf recently, and <laughs> there's a there's a scene I can't stop laughing because I love the scene so much. Here's a scene in season three, arguably the cultural reset of a generation, where (laughs) Scott and Styles, his best friend, Scott's a wolf, Styles is not, and their other wolf friend Isaac, are like talking in the hallway. They're at school, and (laughs) Styles is like, he says to Scott, like, "You're the alpha of the pack. Like, everyone wants to be you and wants to be with you. You're like the hot girl that everyone wants." And Scott goes, I'm the hot girl. And Salz goes, you are the hottest girl. And Isaac walks up. And he's like, what? And Scott says to him, I'm the hot girl. And Isaac <laughs> is like, yes, you are. And that's the whole scene. <laughs> that is so funny. It's so dumb. But I love it so much. I love Teen Wolf so much. I'm sorry. It's so I love Teen Wolf. I sweat a little every time I think about Teen Wolf. That's such a weird response to have to hearing about a TV show, because I love it. Well, speaking of TV shows, another thing that I was thinking about was we've both watched Shit's Creek. We've both discussed Shit's Creek on this podcast however there is one among the many iconic lines because you know you've got moira telling people they're disgruntled pelicans you've got her weird pronunciation of words you've got alexis her iconic pop song but the one thing from that show that truly sticks in my head that i think anytime i get annoyed with someone is when david tells alexis to eat glass have you gotten to that part no (laughs) It is so funny to me because he's like, "Mm, eat glass. And every time I'm like, yes, go off. This is what I'm like, my mantra for the rest of my life. Praise be. All right. The other thing I have is less of a moment, more of a season. (laughs) Let me talk to you about season two of the Umbrella Academy. Oh my goodness. Have you seen the Umbrella Academy? I haven't. I watched Netflix's I Like to Watch episode on YouTube about it, but I haven't seen the actual season. All right. You're going to want to power through or maybe even watch a spoiler video for season one just to get to season two. They, okay, so this group of siblings, they all have magical little powers. They accidentally time travel back into, like, the 60s in Dallas, and they all drop into, like, different points and, like, different roles. Like one of them's like a cult leader on accident. One of them's like a street fighter. The other's like a civil rights activist. Um, one of them's a nanny that's in like a closeted relationship with like this housewife, and it's really cute. They're really cute together. But the vibes and the soundtrack of this season are absolutely unparalleled. The soundtrack is full of like bangers from every generation. The final fight is to Backstreets back by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> It is a true cinematic masterpiece. Like, it's a capsule of joy. And, like, I honestly can't think of another soundtrack that slaps this hard. Wow. Speaking of soundtracks, though, you have not watched The End of the Epping World, have you? I have not. Okay. Don't expose me like this. <laughs> that soundtrack, I love it so much because it's so, like, I feel like it probably has a similar vibe even though I haven't watched season two of the umbrella academy i feel like it probably has that vibe where there's like song choices that you're like why does this fit like it fits so well but like why is this working so well and there's just a bunch of old like 50s and 60s music and i and whenever i watch it i'm like wow i wish i could live in this weird little like cinematic universe where people are just running around like going on spontaneous adventures to 60s music Okay, yeah, I totally get that. All right, let's kind of just move into this random free-for-all type of vibe that okay. we're, we're just going to go for. Um, One thing that I think about, that I've been thinking about a lot recently, but it's also because it's only come out recently, AOC's beauty and skincare tutorial. <laughs> I just had to yell it. She is such a queen. I want to buy a red lipstick like right now. There's one in my Ulta bag. And, like, I I honestly don't have any words for it because no no one has ever been this much of a boss before. And I don't know if the world's ready. That is very true. On that vibe of, like, political bosses, something else I always think about is Nancy Pelosi's slow clap. It's been uh. a hot minute, and I still think about that slow clap once a day. Oh, yeah, we give a little... Mm-hmm it's so good it's so good it's so good it makes me want to be a pol- politician no I take that back I don't want to be a fault pol- but if anything it would be for AOC's red lipstick and to like do a slow clap oh the power it holds you'd show up do that and be like okay I'm retiring now I'm thank out. you all like, so much yeah I purposely blow my election like I don't yes. go to any state and I'm just like peace Like, I got what I wanted from this. I got my slow clap and lipstick moment, and that is enough for me. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Now I'm just going to move into, like, the full crackhead hours. Okay. Um, I had a thought the other day that my dad was like, oh, Julia, like, you're not going to grow anymore. Like, this is the size you're going to be. And i was like, dad, does that mean that when I get pregnant, I'm going to have to carry a baby in this body? (laughs) Like I'm gonna be this size when I'm pregnant. Like when I'm pregnant, I'm gonna be this size. Like I'm only five four. Uh okay, let's face it. We're honest on this podcast. I'm five three and a half. Wow. But maybe Exposed. five four after my my back my back posture thing.
1: That's um true.
0: I'm very tiny and my feet are very big already. So I'm gonna be like this size when I'm carrying a baby, like a full human. And I feel like, I don't know, this is just a feeling, that pregnant people should be taller. I guess. Yeah, now that you mention it, I'm trying to, like, picture a short pregnant person. I cannot. To be fair, though, I have never seen, like, I have never seen my mom, my mom and I are about the same size. I've never seen my mom pregnant because I'm an only child. So it's weird for me to, like, picture, like, Someone, but although my aunt who is five feet tall is pregnant right now, but I can't see her because she lives in LA. But it's so weird to me like, I'm literally gonna be this size forever, and it's like, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna look down, and like the food baby I always make in the mirror is gonna be a real baby one day, maybe. (laughs) That's so weird, I don't like it. Also, this same aunt that is pregnant married my cousin, and that also made me realize that I am most likely going to be the next wedding in the family. Oh, that is so weird. I've had that happen before. Like, it wasn't even I was the next one. We were at a wedding and they were like, oh, it will be this one and then this one and then you. And I was like, uh, no, that's too close. Even two away from next is too close for me. Too close for comfort. Yeah. Well, on my dad's side of the family, I'm the oldest one right now. But my younger cousin is only four months younger than me, but he's a dude. So I feel like he might get married older. I don't know. Is that a statistic thing? I don't know. And then my two younger cousins like are babies. So I can't even think they're not babies. They're like teens, but I can't even think about them getting married. So I think it's going to be me, which is so weird. Cause that's only like 10 to 20 years away. How old am I? No, wait, I'm 18. Yeah. 10 to 20 years away. That is so So weird. Ew. I don't like it. I tend to err more on the side of it will either work out conventionally like within that 10 to 20 year window you're talking about or if all else fails, we're going to Greece and we're living that Mama Mia fantasy. You know what? I think about that a lot too. Like, yeah. Would it really be so bad? Because like, if you had like Three possible like baby daddies. And they were all like good guys. Would that really be so bad? I don't think it would be. Plus you have two best friends that you spontaneously burst in song with and you just run through like piers and like islands and jump into seas. And I'm like, I could live that life. I'm ready. Where do I sign up? Yeah, it? it's like yeah, you're short on money, but who who needs money when you have Like, quite possibly free child support payments and (laughs) the ocean in front of you. Also, who isn't short on money? The question is really, would you rather be short in money in an apartment in the city or on an island in Greece? And that's the damn truth. Either way, you're going to be singing money, money, money until, you know, that coin finally just falls in your lap. (laughs) That is true. Oh, another thing I was thinking about. This is You will probably be able to relate to this. I was swimming the other day and I was like, whoa, the water that is touching me right now has touched other people too. So like, what if the water molecule that is on my face right now has touched another person's booty? If I think about that, I would get disgusted and get out of the pool. Like, it's like, like, it's always gross about being like, Bathwater sharing, or like whatever, right? But why are we suddenly okay with it when it's a pool? I guess because it has chemicals. But then I also became a lifeguard, and they're like, All right, well, if someone like vomits in the pool, this is what you do. And then like you give it 30 minutes and they get back in. And I was like, Whoa, wait, wait. This entire time I've thought that if like something like that happened, it was like, This is a full day procedure. Like we call a guy to come and clean the pool. No, it's like some teenagers with a net and some cleaning supplies and then a 30-minute wait time to just hope it dissolves. Like, I think after that, I was like, I will be spending considerably less time in pools. Yeah, you know what? I don't trust pool chemicals. I'll be the first to say I don't trust them. I feel weird about that. Um, I heard this thing that was like, when someone pees in pool, like, the- pool chemicals don't even do anything about it and it like the pee is still in there but it's just not like d- growth and like bacteria yeah that's probably true because I don't think I think everyone goes to like it's chlorine it kills stuff and I was like if they were that powerful I feel like we would notice like there's no way that we have so many sports and summer activities that revolve around a chemical that's like powerful enough to kill that bacteria same goes for people who are like oh, if you're in a pool, like, the COVID dies. I'm like, mm, does it? I'm not too sure how I feel about that one. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things that are just on your mind? Just on my mind. Let's see. Let's check my handy-dandy little notes app list where all the great brainstorming for this podcast goes. (laughs) Oh, what is yours on? Mine's on notes too, but it's also on the same note as my Trader Joe's grocery shopping list, my cousin's email, and the office, the address of the Colorado Department of Law where I can send things, where I can send my postcards to protest the death of Elijah Taylor, or what, Elijah McLean, sorry. I mean, all important, I have like the weirdest, I don't, that's smart to have them all in one place. I just start a new note. So I have like one note is literally just Powell's, the name of a bookstore. My grandma told me to check out in Portland. Like it is very like non inconsistent. That's the word. But as for other things that I think about a lot, I was thinking about this because I'm not sure if you went through this phase in like 2014, say I went through a big Pinterest moment. And I'm still arguably, I still enjoy Pinterest, but I was like, into Pinterest then and I like created all these boards and I was like so excited about it and I would like spend time on it every day and I remember there was this one pin that was like about Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone when they dated that's how you know this is an old reference they were dating and they would hold up pieces of paper for like charities when they were photographed by paparazzi and every time I think about that I'm like that is so smart why do more people not do that because how many pictures do we have of like kardashian jenner's entering and exiting vehicles like how much airtime do these people get for doing such mundane things and yet i can only remember this one couple that have had the like smarts to be like oh here's a cherry like to use it for something you know i don't know that's just weird to me the og power couple honestly you know if you're down i feel like it'd be so funny what is the last note what does your oldest note say my oldest note yeah okay let's see do you have yours up i do have mine up okay what is yours let me find it it's a combination of halloween costume ideas and the instructions on how to do an ab drain
1: Mm -hmm. that sounds scary
0: here are my halloween costume ideas um the tomb raider Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Um, An 80s workout girl, because I thought I could wear my JoLynn over tights and it would work. (laughs) Um, Ruby Roundhouse from Jumanji, because that seems like an easy costume. And then, that's all I had. Here is my... Here is my ab drain. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Here's my ab drain routine. Circle, slice down both sides of abs. Low back to sides. Circle, slice... Sides slice sides of abs strain. What does slicing mean? <laughs> it's like okay, like put your ha- like if you put your hands together and then push like from your like bra strap like your under bra strap all the way down to your stomach, like all the way down your stomach. It's That's supposed so so like, weird. Loosen up the fat cells and then like you drink a lot of water afterwards and then you like it loosens them up and like drains them towards your like hips and your like drainage pipe and then you pee it all out and then you get skinny see you had i had to try it you had a workout down my first note is in all caps mind you this entire note for some reason is written in all caps with a space between each letter and two spaces between words so just to paint a lovely visual it says recipe pumpkin butter cupcakes And I actually remember why I wrote this down in 2015 was because we bought pumpkin butter for Trader Joe's because I'm obsessed with pumpkin things. And we always go and, like, get their, like, a bunch of pumpkin items from Trader Joe's. But this one thing of pumpkin butter, we couldn't figure out how to use up. So instead of being logical and be like, oh, let me find a recipe, I was like, here, let me make a recipe. So I didn't get very far with this. What follows is preheat oven to 350, combine cupcake mix with pumpkin butter, combine cream cheese with pumpkin butter, and that is all that is written down. <laughs> wow! Well,
1: we I'm not sure that. where you go
0: from there, but that's what I had started. Yes. Oh, I have, going back to our idea notes, one thing that I think about a lot, one of my favorite guilty pleasures, ple- let, let, let. One of, my, one of my favorite guilty pleasure, pleasure shows is WAGS, specifically WAGS Miami. Because, so for all of you that don't know and that still have self-respect for yourself, WAGS stands for Wives and Girlfriends of Professional Sports Stars. So this show is basically all these ladies that are wives and girlfriends of these sports stars and they all hang out and go on trips and like tell each other that their men are cheating, and that's basically oh my the whole God. thing. And I think about how I would react, and like all the time, like what would it be like to date an athlete? Yeah, I sound absolute bonkers. <laughs> I mean, but- I. Sorry, I get why you would think about it, but I have never given any thought to that because I am not an athletic person. No, none of these ladies are athletic either. Like, all love to them. I love them so much. But they, like, don't really do a lot. They're all, like, either, like, models, moms or, like, have some, like, business, quote-unquote business going (laughs) on the side. There was one scandal about how there's this one lady that, like, found out, that this other wife who was trying her like used to do like very saucy photo shoots back in the day and (laughs) she like brings it up in front of everyone like even their men on this trip to like st barth's or something and they end up fighting in like a cantina wow it's so good that definitely sounds like i've discovered since quarantine new hobby of watching like 90 day fiance compilations oh yeah and it has like a similar vibe where you're watching and you're like I don't understand this life yet I'm so fascinated by it. like there was one where what was it oh well first of all there was like Nicole and I can't remember the guy's name but she was like a little overweight and he was like they were going up a sand dune And he was basically telling her, he was like, this wouldn't be a problem if you were so lazy. And I was like, this aired, like, max two years ago. Like, max. And I was like, this is insane. Like, the fact that everyone was like, yeah, okay. And just aired it. Like, I feel like TLC shows were so focused on keeping, like, Twitter and mainstream celebrities, like, up to a standard of political correctness. That we have completely neglected whatever the heck is going on over there at TLC. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch uh, 19 Kids and Counting? Yes. Oh, my God. That thing, I I don't even know why I watched it so religiously, but I did. Up until the whole, like, scandal thing, which, like, was awful. But I, like, it was so confusing to me. They were, like... We have to wear skirts on only skirts, even when we're swimming. And I'm like, babes, you're going to drown. Yeah, the practicality in some of those things. Like, uh, did you ever watch Sister Wives? No. Okay, well, my mom and I will go through phases where we get, like, really into a show for a couple days. So we went through, like, a phase of watching Sister Wives. And I remember there was this episode where they basically had university students there studying them and, like, asking them questions. And then one of the university students like got a little shady and was like, oh, do you ever get jealous of like the other wives? And it caused like this entire thing. And then I think one of the like daughters was like trying to come out as gay or something. I don't know. There were just so many issues upon issues like wrapped up in one show that I was like, "What is? I can't even comprehend what's going on here. Oh, another thing I want to ask you. So this question again stems, From my recent addiction to Teen Wolf. I'm so sorry. That's just how it's going to be. So you know how like when a TV show, like it's like a fantasy TV show and the main character is something like a werewolf, a vampire, like I don't know, a witch. And they're trying to tell their human best friend that they're a witch or like that they're a werewolf or something. And their best friend reacts badly Do you think that you would react badly if I told you I was a werewolf? Because I feel like I'd be psyched. I would start laughing at you because I would think you were joking. Like, all these people, like, are like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know you anymore. Like, yeah, you do, and you're a werewolf. Like, (laughs) that's the coolest thing. Like, yeah, I'd be worried for a little bit. Like, oh, are you going to, like, hurt me? Are you going to, like, bite me? Like, but wouldn't you be so thrilled like if your best friend was like hey like I'm a vampire and like we have like a come in and it's so cool like would you not be like absolutely shook but also like excited I feel like it would depend on what you were confessing that you were no matter what it was though if you had any type of power I would definitely not outright be like ew gross get away because you got to keep those people on your side like If you're at a point in your life where someone is confessing to you they have supernatural abilities, there's something else coming down the road that you're probably going to want to be prepared for and you're probably not going to want to annoy said person with supernatural abilities. Like, I feel like that's common sense. Yeah, if there's, like, supernatural abilities and you're, like, in danger, you're going to need them to protect you because you don't have any, you know? Yeah, that doesn't... Like, styles and (laughs) teetle... Now you've lost me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wait, did you watch Vampire Diaries? No. Okay, I can't make that reference. I've avoided the genre of vampires in general, pretty much. Wow, you really should not do that. Oh, you're going to be overjoyed to hear this. Last night, my mom and I were watching um your favorite movie. Guess what it was? Mm, Ladybird? Okay, that went worse than I thought. Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Okay. Legally Blonde. We were watching Legally Blonde. And I told my mom, I was like, oh my gosh, like Legally Blonde, we should watch this. This this movie, Mom, I swear to God, taught me how to be a woman in academia. It taught me my worth as an intellectual. It taught me like how to defeat the patriarchy and, and that you don't have to change your femininity in order to be powerful. And <laughs> we open up on the scene where um she's trying to get the dog back oh Oh, yeah we open up on the scene sorry that was a different story we open up on the on her application video oh and my mom iconic my mom looks over at me and she's like julia what i thought this was supposed to be like a good movie and i was like mom it is it is a good movie and you just have to watch it and you just have to like let it be and like roll with it and I went to sleep before she finished it. My mom woke me up the next morning. She's like, Julia, you were right. And I was like, girl, I know. How has your mother never seen Wiggly Blonde? I don't know because she loves those type of movie- movies My mom loves rom com. She loves my mom loves Hallmark movies. Oh I so much. I really tried to be that person who likes Christmas Hallmark movies and I was like I can't do it. I can't. I'm incapable. But it's really funny because the like girl that is in like a ton of them is the girl who plays Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, which is funny. I'll grant Hallmark movies that. It's just like sitting there and physically watching one. No, no, no. Yeah, they're personally not for me because I don't see anyone that even looks a little bit like me in them. So <laughs> there's that. But my mom loves them. Yeah, I will say in defense of the Hallmark that my cousin and I were watching Golden Girls because of course we were like why not. We were watching Golden Girls when we were on vacation and there was an ad that came up and there was a wedding between two women in the ad for like future Hallmark movies and I was like wait, did I see that right? Because I know Hallmark has like gotten in some trouble in the past for being like not progressive enough or when they were progressive, like their fans, because their fans were often composed of mini Karen's, did not exactly support their decision to try and be more progressive. So I was like, wow, you go Hallmark. Like you show them, you show them that you are progressive and somewhat with the times. Praise. You know, Emily, I've been meaning to talk to you also about I started Colin joe's memoir. Um, A Very punchable Face on audiobook recently and this thing is the funniest little book that I've ever read. It's so stupid and so funny and like I'm listening to it on audiobook so he like does accents and he like does like little bits in it and I think it's the funniest freaking thing in the whole world. I think in general i'll definitely have to check out that book but also like with books written by comedians in general have you read a born a crime by trevor noah i have not okay i haven't either but it's like on my list but i was reading like reviews about it and stuff and people were like you have to listen to the audiobook like and i'm not normally an audiobook person but i'm definitely discovering like books by comedians are kind of meant to be listened to because they're comedians like it's what they do you know absolutely oh another thing I think about thinking about I sorry another thing I think about a lot I'm just having a lot of power thoughts today a power Mm -hmm. thought coming from a power thought anyways I think about becoming a comedian a lot because I feel like it'd be really fun I think I'm low-key like kind of maybe a little funny and I feel like I can maybe do it but how do I like how do I break into that space i don't know like do i just go to a comedy club and i'm like hey i'm here to perform
1: or like how do you think of the
0: joker (laughs) (laughs) like how do i like colin joe's got his start writing for like his comedy newspaper but he also went to harvard so like that's kind of a direct recruiting method um so like how first of all how do i write a sketch do i just start writing sketches i don't two I don't have enough funny ideas for sketches like my brain is funny but like not that funny but then how do I get that funny I don't know I just I'm having a lot of thoughts today I think like it's definitely one of those things where for people it often starts out as like a side hustle like they're either in an improv group or they are like it's not like their main thing and then you're like oh wait I'm good at this and it becomes your main thing but I feel like anyone that's like this is it. This is my whole life. This is like what I'm doing. Like, even if you start out comedy writing, I feel like it's better than you showing up and being like, I shall now go stand on stage and tell jokes. And no, I won't be taking any feedback or garnering any experience. Thank you very much. But the Marvelous Mrs. Mazel did it. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to beg you to not use the Marvelous Mrs. Mazel as your grounds for your career in stand-up comedy. All right. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> One last side note. This is a very quick thing I think about a lot. And I know that we both think about a lot. All I'm going to say, Fleabag meal scene. <sighs> just leaving it there. Wow. Also the flea bag end scene of season two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's what it just broke me just a little. Well... That's probably enough power thoughts for today. We don't want you to explode from the amount of stupidity that was released in this episode. But, you know, next week we'll be be back with something hopefully a little less crackhead, but maybe more crackhead if you guys like it. We actually really appreciate feedback. So let us know what you like, what you don't, what you want to hear. And yeah. we'll just keep plugging away.